Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. You're the best of Nothing's gonna ever keep it down. Well, thank you, man. Heathy of Trivium. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the fourth day of November, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hey, hey. It's a Friday, Big J. How does it feel? Pretty good. Nice, man. We made it. Yes, we did. And uh, hopefully you have a good weekend, although it looks like it's going to be a little soggy, but that's all right. Uh, I do believe you would kind of classify what's happening outside as snow right now, even though it's not sticking to the ground. So please be very careful driving and walking, etc. For instance, Big J, literally uh, seconds before I pulled into the parking lot, uh, somebody was on one of those e-scooters, you know, that are available. Oh, yeah. Right by more furniture here down the street from the radio station. And I saw a guy eat it so hard. Uh, I literally slowed down to make sure he was okay, but he jumped up like he was doing like a gymnastics routine. And like, wait, because there were a couple people that were like, there's no way this guy's all right, because he looked bad. Uh, But he was okay, in fact. Uh, he, he, at least he said he was, so I took him at his word, but hey, be careful. You okay, never know. You're a good person. Uh, I just laugh oh, kept driving. Well, once I knew he was okay, I was like, I laughed in my mind's eye. I was like, that, had, See, I mean, I laugh first and then find out. You got to make sure somebody's okay before you can laugh. Then you can Man. laugh once you know everybody's all right. It's not a, it's not. What if that guy's a, lay, like, what if a bone is sticking out of his leg? Are you going to laugh? That's not okay. I mean, at first, yeah, I'll laugh. And they'll oh. be like, ooh, oh, we got to get you medical attention. Yeah, that's that's not. That's Sorry, a, you can't. You a good can't, character trait. You can't have a natural laugh after you've made sure somebody's okay. Uh, Actually, yeah, sure you can. How? Sure you can. It's actually pretty easy. Because no. the first, the first I feeling don't it. should be concern. And then you go, and then you replay the event in your head. And you go, oh, my God. Guy went right over the handlebars. I mean, ask over Tika. And he's okay. Very wet, though. I'll tell you that right now of god and everybody so be careful on those e-scooters today i'll tell you that right now too on top of what's going on we're going to talk lounge at the end of the universe today we got another code word and a little bit after nine o'clock to get you started in your particular adventure towards a thousand dollars today another thousand dollars will be given away a little after nine o'clock we'll be making that phone call today we're excited to do it to another ex-listener yeah. who scored themselves a GER just for listening to the radio station. So, and when you come pick up your check, by the way, I don't yeah. know if you've seen this or not, but there's a big check. I did finally, when I went back into the sales area, I saw it leaning up against the wall, and I was like, oh, we got a big, gigantic check. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, unlike Happy Gilmore, we do not let you leave with that big, gigantic no, check. No, no, no. You can't collect them and then take that to the bank. <laughs> uh, it, it's like a dry erase port. And I'm like, man, we need to do some stuff with that one of these days. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. Commit fraud? But no, you can't do that, buddy. And of course, we also have a chance for you to go to Machine Head. That concert is coming up on Thursday of next week at the Rev Center. We'll get you covered for that concert a couple times over this morning should be a decent friday but let's get started with some music shall we beck kick it off the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j another week another home game for your boise state broncos they'll be back on the blue this saturday this time hosting byu the cougars in the last game between what they're trying to sell is a rivalry, but it's tough to when you totally admit that you're never going to play each other again, at least not in the foreseeable future. But the Broncos are still undefeated in the Mountain West Conference. That doesn't matter coming into this game. They're 6-2 and two overall. BYU 4-5 and five overall this season. 5 o'clock kickoff is going to be happening. It's on Fox Sports 2, whatever that means. Uh, and it's going to be cold and wet tomorrow. 90% chance of participation, or precipitation, sorry. 100% chance of participation. 90% chance of precipitation happening on uh, Saturday night. So you're going to get either rained on or snowed on a little bit. So bundle up, bring some blankets and some extra layers to make sure that you can cheer on the Broncos if you're planning on going 
in person. Broncos favored in this matchup, Big J. Do you like the, the train to continue to roll? Yeah, let's keep it going, man. All right. Uh, Big J likes the Broncos to win, as do I. We'll see if they can pull it off and defeat BYU in their final game against each other, at least for now. Houston Astros uh, beat the Phillies last night 3-2 in the World Series, and now they move to Houston for the final two games, possibly, with the Astros leading the series three games to two as well. Uh, Jeremy Pena, Pena was a fantastic player in this game. He had an RBI in the first inning and then had a home run as well. Uh, he's the first ever rookie shortstop to home run in a World Series game in baseball history. And the Astros can close it out tomorrow night on their home turf and win the World Series. We'll see if they're able to do so. Eagles beat the Texans last night in Thursday Night Football 29-17. Did you watch any of the game? Uh, yeah, I watched, uh, watched the first half. Uh, nice. What made you tune out? Um, halftime. Yeah, and you just didn't like, go back? Like the halftime show uh, is uh, is on uh, Amazon Prime. I don't know. It's not that great. And what is so the halftime show? I started show? watching uh, something else. Um, it's just, you know, they're... Uh, for whatever reason, I like the pregame, right? Isn't it the same people? I know. Here's what I'm saying. I like the pregame. It's just the halftime gets weird and different, and I don't know what it is. It just lost me, and so I started watching something else. You like when they prepare stuff and do funny bits. You don't enjoy when they give you game actual The commentary. tone of what they're doing changes. I don't. I can't, that's all I can explain it as a consumer. I'm just like, you know what? Not a fan of that. That's Boom, when the I'm Eagles gone. pulled away. What did you watch instead? Uh, I watched uh, a show on Netflix uh, called I, I Think I Should Leave Now. Did you like it? Yeah. The first sketch is hilarious. <laughs> like, it, there's something deeply wrong with this. There's So there's some good stuff, and there's yes. some, like, not so good. Yes, but every, yeah. every sketch shows him. It was it. your tweet, actually. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go. I got to go watch this. And I'm like, it, it was halftime, about halftime when I saw that tweet gotcha. that you did. And I'm like, I'm headed off to watch this show. Uh, and so. you didn't even get to the uh, the stuff I tweeted about yesterday, because that's in season two. I can't imagine you plowed through all of season one yesterday. Well, Crashmore's in, in season one. Uh, is it? Yeah. Why did I think it was season two? Unless uh, I rolled right into season two. You might be watching season two on accident, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Big J, your friend Zach Efron is getting made fun of on the internet, and uh, people can't get enough of the fact that he's got a goofy-looking haircut for a brand-new movie he's a part of called The Iron Claw. Now, he also has incredibly bulked up because he is playing a wrestler named Kevin Von Erich, who... Uh, was a very popular wrestler. The Von Erich family were huge in wrestling in the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, they're making a movie about it because uh, if I sat here and told you everything about the Von Erich family, you wouldn't even believe it. It's, I don't believe you. It's insane uh, about the amount of tragedy and heartbreak that that family had to uh, basically deal with. But uh, they're saying he looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek, the movie. If you're familiar with that, if not, the internet will be happy to show you a picture of it. But he definitely has a goofy haircut. He's definitely big and bulky, but that is the role that he's playing. And he, I think he's done a pretty good job mimicking the hair of Kevin Von Erich. Uh, if you remember, guys, haircuts in the early 80s, not exactly our strong suit. And so uh, we had a lot of questionable looks back then, and that's part of the role. But uh, it's not stopping the internet from laying into Zac Efron. But that being said, as much muscles he's put on for this role, I bet you twenty bucks nobody of you would say, none of you would say that to his face. That's all I'm trying to say. Because uh, Zac Efron now looks like Hulk. He could break you in half and eat you if you wanted to. Yeah, uh, that's how big he has gotten for this particular role. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour. <laughs> is Godsmack. That is Surrender here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. This is how I know I'm letting the internet impact my life too much. No. Oh. Because like I see something on the internet that really doesn't concern me nor does it involve me but I see somebody like getting kind of like internet famous for something that I know and Big J once I describe the story to you you will know is a blatant ripoff from a television show that aired probably a decade ago and nobody's making the connection and is making them famous okay. for it so uh, there is a couple on TikTok that has gone viral over the last six months uh, because they've been arguing with each other about what they want to name their child, right? It's a conversation that, that people have and all this kind of stuff. Chalupa and Batman. That's exactly the story I'm talking about. Yeah. So they they have decided because they like Taco Bell so much that they that the only name that they can agree on right now is Taco. 
and that's the name that they're going to name their kid. And everybody's like, oh, who's ever heard of a baby named Taco? Meanwhile, there was a character on the league named Taco for over a decade. Now, it's yeah. very plausible John that, that these people uh, maybe didn't watch the league, they're too young for it, they didn't understand, but also there's a storyline about that particular thing and somebody losing a bet and they have to name their kid Chalupa Batman <laughs> is the other part of it, which is a Taco Bell menu yeah. item as well. And I'm like, this is a league storyline that's coming to life. And then I get angry about them getting famous because somebody's already done it. And then I'm like, what do I care? I don't know. Yeah. But it does bother me that maybe more people aren't familiar with how hilarious that show is and can be and, and it was and still is. So up. interesting because just a couple days ago we're having a conversation. Uh, my, my kids are big Nick Kroll fans. Uh-huh. And uh, Mason in particular loves Big Mouth. And so the, another season just came out and, you know, she's watching it. And the wife goes in and, and you know, she's learning about Big Mouth. And she goes, oh, Nick Kroll, have, you know. The, the the league, you know, that's how she knows him uh, f- to begin with. Right. And and uh, Mason loves everything Nick Kroll does, but refuses to watch the league because it's football related. Because it's football, and I'm like, it's hardly about football. It's about all these insane people who really shouldn't be allowed to have families and kids. But you know that you're making the same argument for not watching Welcome to Wrexham, right? You enjoy everybody involved in that program, especially Ryan Reynolds, but you don't watch it because it's adjacent to soccer. That's right. So that's where she gets it from, you see. Maybe. All I'm saying is you're you're both making the same argument against stuff. And one of it frustrates you because you know how good the show is. But ultimately, but here's the thing. The wife was the one really concerned about it. I was like, okay. I mean, you're the one missing out. Right, right. Well, uh, listen, let's start with a recommendation. Everybody should watch the league. It's very funny. And enjoy it very much. And uh, and don't make these people famous for doing something a TV show did a decade ago. Thank you also. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's Friday. Big J's got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day coming up. That is next on the X-Rocks. We are... Audio Slave here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Friday, Big J picks out a song to make your Friday morning start a little bit better. We call it the What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. We'll find out the what, and then we'll find out the why. Big J, what is it this morning? Yeah, been a minute. How about some hate breed and live for this? Here's Big J's song. Enjoy. It's the X Rocks. There's Hatebreed. That is Big J's What You Gonna Do, Fire Me song of the day. Why'd you pick that for this Friday? Yeah, that's the definition of why don't you fire me, consultants and all you whiny people out there that don't like metal. Hatebreed, live for this. And also, it's a reminder that sometimes it's not the thing that you do, but it's the, the, thing, the stuff that gets you to the thing that you do that's important and that, uh, that you really should take joy in being able to do in order to get to that top or whatever it is that you're doing. Living for something. Yeah, exactly. What do you live for, Big J? I live for this. What's this? Doing a morning show. Oh, really? With my friend, yeah. Okay, that's nice. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that's and it. Hey, Breed, I guess I was going to say, it was a good opportunity for you to highlight your wife or your family. Sorry, but, family. All right, man. If you want to pick morning show, that's cool. Yep. Uh, and uh, Hey, Breed just announced a bunch of dates. Skipping right over us, Big J. Hop, skipping, and jumping yeah, right over Boise. What the hell? I don't know. They're doing a show in Salt Lake. They got one in Portland as well. Uh, for their upcoming anniversary tour, but uh, we're not going to see Jamie Johnson anytime soon. Yeah, nobody in Salt Lake is playing Hatebreed in the morning. Morning after with Nick and Big J, although Jamie has uh, been very nice to us in the past and pointed that out to us as well. He does appreciate (laughs) the fact that we we continue to play Hatebreed on the station. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Hold on for that. After with Nick and Big J. Big J, do you have a lot of clocks in the Big J household? Is it going to be a chore to turn your clocks back on uh, Saturday night? Um, no, not really. That's good. I was doing a count, and I was like, I've got six clocks in my house. It seems excessive for a single two. Damn, that's a... But right. I do. I have those clocks. I've got one in the living room. I've got two in my bedroom. i got one in each one of the kids' rooms, and then i got the stove, and I'm like, oh, my God, I do have... Six clocks in my house. How does that happen? Yeah, that's a lot. So I'll be running around on Saturday night changing your clocks back. You should as well because 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday is when daylight savings time goes into effect. And also, hey, let me me check your smoke alarms while you're at it, Big J. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission recommends replacing your batteries and smoke alarms and carbon monoxide alarms about once a year. And fall is as good a time as we head into colder season and may use more heaters or even fire inside the home. And so having a smoke detector functional when you're using heating equipment is fairly intelligent. 
Now, most car- carbon monoxide poisoning also occurs between November and February, so that's something to keep in mind as well. In addition to making sure your alarms are fully charged, the CPSC recommends making a fire escape plan and ensuring two clear paths to the outside of your home just in case things go sideways. Big J, your fire escape plan, please. Um, yeah, I don't have one. Oh, my God. Yeah, bad bad idea, right? Yeah. Probably should do one. You should with pets and everything. You absolutely need. Oh, them. Uh, there's no way. I mean, how do you scramble around four cats? Well, the odds so. are they're going to be the people waking you up in the case of an emergency, and so grabbing them uh, and making sure you know where they are. It's a nightmare, man. I don't. Damn right. it. And having a plan is a good idea. See, look at us making sure you're prepared. Astros beat the Phillies last night 3-2, and now they lead the World Series three games to two. Game six is tomorrow. The Astros could wrap it all up. The Brooklyn Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving indefinitely and without pay, saying that he is currently unfit to be associated with the team. Uh, Irving, of course, had a kind of half-assed apology that nobody really thought was an apology posted to social media, and then reporters asked him directly after practice yesterday, hey, uh, we just want kind of like a yes or no if you're anti-Semitic, and he refused to give like an actual clear answer, and that's when the How Nets got upset. How hard is to say, no, of course I'm not. Well, it, it's I guess maybe it's more hard than you think if you do actually believe it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, because he certainly seems like he's anti-Semitic. And so uh, there's that whole, and that's exactly what the Nets kind of said. But listen, this is their fault to begin with. I mean, if you're going to suspend him, then don't make him apologize and then be not happy with it. By the way, a joint apology. You both issued that statement. It wasn't just him that issued it. But then people got really upset when he was directly asked with the question, are you anti-Semitic? And he basically said, I can't be. And that's not an answer. That's what do you mean you can't be like you can't be or you're not allowed to be because it's bad for you. I mean, like it was just a bad look for him. Yeah. And then the Nets are like, hey, that's not cool. And then they suspended him. And then last night, Big J, Kyrie Irving on his Twitter officially put out an apology, like a clear apology. But at this point, it's like, well, yeah, because you're in trouble. I mean, like nothing is believable anymore. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, my guess is he's out for at least five games and then this whole thing will get fired up again and we'll see what goes on. Hey, Bradley Chubb is going to get paid after getting traded to the Miami Dolphins. He signed a five-year contract worth up to $111 million, making him one of the best paid edge rushers in the NFL. So the Dolphins were all in on Chubb from the word go. And that's pretty nice. Uh, Speaking of somebody that's not all in, that's Michael Thomas, Big J. He's had a rough go of it for the Saints. He is out for the rest of the season, probably. He's going to need surgery on his dislocated toe that he suffered in week three. Three dudes on my team for the morning after fantasy football league that are on IR. Who else? Well, I I got a great trade with a guy named uh, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, And then uh, Marquise Brown. And then uh, now uh, Michael Thomas, who I, you know, picked up somebody else. I mean, I got to get rid of these guys. Yeah, you gotta. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's a matter because they they're sitting on the IR, so it's not taking up a spot really. But, uh, but you, you have limited have... IR spots. Too. Yeah. So and if somebody's out for the season, there's no point in keeping them on yeah. the team anymore. Whereas Brown and Dobbins Brown, are gonna come back. Brown Brown will come back, but uh, I mean, J.K. I don't think he'll be much worth use much worth 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 much use by that time he gets to be healthy enough to play. According to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, David Zasloff, who is the Warner Brothers CEO, is interested in creating more Harry. Potter's films, Big J. Harry Potter. He says that what uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery is going to do is start focusing on franchises a little bit more. One would argue that you've kind of been doing that, but I think he wants to make a little bit more of a focus, but uh, he's very upset they haven't had a Superman movie in 13 years. They got that done. They haven't done a Harry Potter in 15 years, although I would argue, what is the secrets of Dumbledore? Isn't that a Harry Potter? Well, also the Beasts is part of the, uh, That's the same world, the, right? It's the same Fantastic thing. Beasts. Saying, yeah. yeah, the Fantastic Beast movies so but i mean you know certain people have said they're not going to come back especially with some of the stuff jk has said right and that's part of the problem but also like there's not like there's further adventures of i mean there's that play that she wrote that's kind of like harry potter as an adult but yeah danny radcliffe has already said i'm done i'm not coming back to the role so the question becomes i mean are you going to but i guess whatever man people don't care as long as it's harry potter adjacent they'll watch it i mean look at the fantastic beats franchise yeah I mean, none of those characters are involved. They're just younger versions of the ones we've seen in Harry Potter, and people are all about it. So maybe if they do cast an older, different person as Harry Potter, people will come back to the well. I don't know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. 100.3 The X rocks. 
I'm going to start today's We're Going to Hell story out with a question, Big J, and I may very deeply regret asking this, but I legitimately don't know the answer. Are sex toys expensive? I mean, I some of them are, I think. Like, do you think, like, like maybe... real dolls. Well, yes, no, those... <laughs> I wouldn't even call those a sex toy. Santa, that's like where a, are you? That's a sex commitment you're making. But, like, I mean, if you were, to, like, to walk in and buy, like, say, the most basic of sex toys, like, the first thing that pops into your head when it comes to sex toys, do you think those run a serious amount of money? Well, I mean, I think there, there are, like, there's least expensive options, and then there are very expensive options. It's like anything. Okay, so you could run the gamut, I yes. suppose. If you wanted to get a really fancy one, like, made of 24-karat gold, it's going to cost you some money. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, that's extreme, but... I'm just trying to figure out why people are getting into so many fights over sex toys. Because <laughs> it's happening, like, this is the third story in a month we've had of people getting into physical altercations because people are not giving back their sex toy. And it seems like, you know, my first thought is, is that really worth, like, throwing hands over? And then I'm like, well, maybe it is if it's, like, a $300 thing. But then, like, also, like, you know that person's had their hands and God knows what else on it. Do you really want it back? You know? I mean, or is it kind of like a, like, possession seems to be, like, nine-tenths of the sex toy law to me. If it's in your possession, guess what? Congratulations, that's yours now. Yeah, it is a weird. It's a weird thing. You're but not wrong. We are headed to Florida for yet another sex toy fight. Oh boy! As a uh, woman and her boyfriend broke up, and uh, the boyfriend apparently for her birthday last year, happy birthday, honey. <laughs> uh, he got her a sex toy, and when they broke up and they were splitting up possessions, he's like, "I want that back." And she's like, hey, "Well, hang on. What? What are you talking about here?" Like, no, I, I spent some decent money on the sex toy. I'd like it back. She was none too happy about that. Next thing you know, she's throwing things at him, including the sex toy, and hitting him in the face with several blunt objects, which, of course, is against the law. And so uh, the police were called because the neighbors in the trailer park heard them arguing with each other, and so uh, both were arrested on domestic violence charges, all because somebody didn't want to give a sex toy back. And, uh, I mean, I guess, again, I know, but I'm like, is it really, I mean, maybe it's a fantastic sex toy, I don't know. If the police affidavit does not issue what kind of sex toy it is. Merely that that's what kind of started the argument, and, uh, and the woman refused to give the sex toy back to the partner, and next thing you know, they're throwing hands at each other. Handbags are thrown, Big J, the sex toy's thrown, a couple of pots and pans, look out now. Damn. Uh, they ended up arresting both, although they did say the uh, the female was the primary aggressor in the battle. And oh, by the way, this happened at 8.30 in the morning. And it's like, whoa, have some breakfast. Are they, are they living together? I, well, they're broken up, so I'm not sure if it was like one of those deals where that's when the argument started or he was coming back at a prearranged time or showed up by surprise. I do not know. All I know is at 8.30 in the morning, they're fighting over sex toys. And that seems, it's like, grab some breakfast first. Maybe he's fight over the sex toys at like three in the afternoon. I don't know. They're early starters. I guess so. I guess so. They like that morning stuff. So, uh, once again, a reminder, some fights are worth fighting. Others, not so much. I'm not sure the sex toy is one to get into fisticuffs over. And aren't fisticuffs a sex toy of themselves? Yeah, they are. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up in a few minutes, we're telling you what we may look like in the future. That's next on the X Rocks. That is Green Day. That is Boulevard of Broken Dreams here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we are here to put your worried heart at ease. Because everywhere you look today, odds are if you head on the internet, you're going to find something about the story of the researchers that have put together the model of what the human being is going to look like in the year 3000, Big J. In the year 3000! How we are going to basically continue to evolve and our reliance on technology is going to turn us into these grotesque mutants that have all sorts of crazy things going on because we're on our phones all the time. Like, for instance, they say that we may have a second eyelid to protect us from the blue screen technology that's going on we need to make sure that we protect ourselves from that that we're going to have tech neck which is basically us hunched over and text claw which our hands are going to be kind of morphed together from holding our phones for so much 
and we're going to be hunched over with a uh, back and a neck that's basically kind of leaning over because we're always hunched over looking at our phones. And that may be true, Big J. I'm not saying we're not going to all look like, you know, the lead singer from Necrogoblicon. That could possibly be the way the future is headed. What I am saying, however, is like, I think you can rest assured that the technology that we are using now will no longer be everyday stuff in the year 3000. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's not a whole lot of stuff we still use that was around today or that we used today that was around in the year 1200. You know, we have adapted and evolved. Right, wheels. But even those don't look the same. Right. Uh, They're made out of other things. They're more durable. There's easier ways to do that. So by the year 3000, guys, you know, the second we're born, they're going to put that chip in our head that's going to give us all of the stuff that we ever need and have it accessible in our brains. And we won't have to worry about being hunched over or have text claw. We won't even know what texting is in 800 years. That much, I promise you. The, the, we will have thought reading technology by that point that will able that will have us write whatever we want to using our brains as opposed to our actual fingers or physical kind of strain. Now we may still definitely be freakish mutants because of what we've done to ourselves. There's no doubt about that in my mind. I think we'll look like horrible, horrible freaks yeah, of nature. Yeah, see Toxic Avenger. But I don't think it will be because of our phones. I think phones will probably be obsolete in the next 30 to 40 years at some point. We'll have moved on to some other form of incredibly addictive technology that we cannot stop using on even a moment-to-moment basis, and it won't be a phone anymore. Yeah, like crack. Yeah, it'll be it'll be some sort of other thing that they basically uh, implant in us by choice or whatever that will get us away from phones. So don't worry about it. I mean, sure, you can freak out about the year 3000 and all the weird stuff that's going to happen, but I don't think phones are going to impact us that much. By then, they'll be long gone. But, Big J, I will ask what your favorite form of technology from the year uh, 1200 is. That too bad we didn't carry it on 800 years later. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Not, not a clue. Not a big fan of uh, stuff that happened way back when. Now we have things like running. We, like, we're not throwing our poop and pee out of our windows anymore either. You see? These are the things that we can improve upon as society somewhat advances. Now, granted, we're going through a pretty thick regression right now, but... I don't think we're going to regress that much that we're all hunched over and can we our, our hands evolve so that it's easier for us to hold our phones. Yeah. I don't feel like we've gotten to that point yet. Now, I'm no expert, Big J. I'm just a dude talking like into a microphone. I'm telling you, the technology that we have right now ain't going to be around in 800 years. There will be. I'm not even sure we're going to be around in 800 years. We're going to be perfect. And I mean the humans. But yeah, not at this rate. Uh, I will say I don't think cell phones will, and I feel fairly safe in that guess. Morning after with Nick and Big J. You feel like doing some important stuff, buddy? Yeah, man. We'll do that here in a few minutes, and then we'll get into pop culture smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, we talked a little bit yesterday about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and how $44 billion may not have been a very smart purchase for the company, and he's starting to understand how that's coming together. I mean, half the workforce is going to get laid off today, Big J. That's about 3,700 people out of a job. They also uh, have talked about the introduction of the $8 blue checkmark per month. If you're willing to pay him for it, he'll happily give you a blue checkmark, regardless of who you are or what you do. And now, uh, yesterday, he spent some time tweeting out some possible uh, ideas of tearing out some prices for regular Twitter users. For instance, making Twitter free for all, but your only access to tech stuff. If you want access to videos or to be able to post them or look at them or GIFs or anything like that that you want to be a part of, it may cost you $10 a month to do things like that. Does he just want to destroy Twitter? I think he re- well, I don't know what he wants to do. I can't pretend that, that I understand I understand I, I don't know what his end game is. I, I do know that $44 billion is comically overpriced for this business and it wasn't profitable to begin with. And now he's like, okay, I'm out this much plus I haven't made any money on this and this thing is a broken system. Now I've got to find a way to bring him. You may have noticed there's an increase in ads already on your timeline. That's real, and that's a thing that's happening. Now, it doesn't bother you or not, because usually they're curated for you, but more of that is coming in order to kind of make it a little bit more profitable for somebody that now runs Twitter. 
Listen, I uh, I've enjoyed Twitter uh, Twitter uh, since getting on it many many years ago, and it's been um, it's been uh, great. I, I, in fact, most of the time when I want to you know tweet or if I want to get out something really important, I'll tweet it. But I'm not going to start paying for stuff to see things. You know what I mean? It's just not worth it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, we're on the same page. I mean, I've got no so, problem with it. I, look, any social network that I'm a part of, I'm fine with. But the second that they start implying that I need to pay money for it, no, nah, dude, that's sorry. I mean, have fun. And I feel like that would be the majority of people who are on Twitter sure. just as a casual thing, which would make up probably a majority of their accounts. Yes, I think you're you're absolutely right. Uh, but this could be the plan all along. I, I, I don't know if the plan is to completely tear it down and make it a place that nobody cares about or cannot fully function or is just a money-generating machine. I don't know. There are people that will do that. That much I know. And maybe there's enough that is able to sustain the business model. I'm not sure. But I'm guessing that if you make anything paywall-oriented... I mean, he's also talking about doing, like, an X-rated Twitter, where it's like an OnlyFans kind of thing, where if you want, you know, pornographic content, that's where you can go. That's another tier. So he's looking about, you know, opening up that kind of thing. Right now, you know, Twitter is basically a free-for-all for that kind of stuff, Big J. If you Honestly, if you want to find it, you can... But, uh, again, you know, I guess anything's available for a price, but it's all going to be for a price coming up soon is the changes that he's planning on making. James Harden not going to play for a month, Big J. He uh, sprained a tendon in Wednesday's game against the Washington Wizards, so that's it for him for the next 30 days. Eagles beat the Texans last night on Thursday Night Football 29-17. They improved to 8-0, still the only undefeated team in the NFL. The Phillies fell to the Houston Astros last night 3-2. Astros hold a 3-2 lead in that series. Game-wise, Game 4 tomorrow night in Houston. The Astros could wrap it up then. If not, Game 7 goes on on Sunday. And, of course, Big J, the Broncos are at home on Saturday. 5 o'clock kickoff against Air Force. And uh, that's going to be the last matchup on the books for these two teams that have faced each other several times over the last couple of years. Told you yesterday how uh, the Washington Commanders are exploring a possible sale. Well, that's going to bring out your billionaires, Big J, and it has. Uh, according to a lot of reports, Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z may be teaming up to be one of the people that could be interested in purchasing the Washington Commanders. Of course, Jay-Z already a uh, owner of the Brooklyn Nets. That's not going too well for him today. But uh, Jeff Bezos has been wanting to get in the NFL for a while. He kicked around the idea of maybe buying the Seattle Seahawks back in the day, and then he also kicked the tires in the Broncos. But uh, now he apparently is serious about teaming up with somebody and getting involved with the Washington Commanders, which would be interesting to say the least but they're not alone uh byron allen remember him big j uh yeah. he also was wanting to buy the broncos the way, but couldn't do it he's a billionaire yeah he bought the weather <laughs> he's a comedian that bought the weather channel and he's a billionaire and uh and he tried I, to uh to buy the broncos but fell short there too almost did byron allen as a uh, um uh bad impressions yesterday but nobody would guess who no. it was but i mean i remember watching his show like in the afternoons on on the on saturday afternoon yeah. it, was it was on late night saturdays where i grew yeah, up yeah and i'm like that dude is a billionaire now <laughs> he's a billionaire it is yeah uh they expect by the way the commanders to sell for about five billion dollars that's what they think the asking price is going to be on this team which by the way has a decrepit stadium and they're still worth five billion dollars that's impressive Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, next Thursday, we've got a great show happening. An evening with Machine Head, and we've got your tickets here. Uh, we'll get you those. you got to beat me Pop Culture Smackdown first. These tickets are free. They are awesome. It's going to be a great show if you want to go. Right now would be a great time for you to get on the telephone. 208-287-1003. Especially if you think you got the pop culture chops in order to knock Big J off his pedestal a little bit and send him going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I know about pop culture. Really give him the you know, self-doubt, if you will. But you never know what's going to happen in a little thing we call Pop Culture Smackdown. It's the craziest game, but people need to play if they want to get in on this action. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go to get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, what president did Dana Carvey do a job of a parody on Saturday Night Live? Did he do Bill Clinton? Did he do George W. Bush? Or did he do Ronald Reagan? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is incorrect. Sorry. Wrong. That was Daryl Hammond, Big J. Hello, the X. 
Good old Daryl Hammond. Now the announcer, former guest of the morning after. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, uh, we need to know what president did Dana Carvey par- parody on Saturday Night Live? Did he do Bill Clinton? Was he there George W. Bush or there Ronald Reagan? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Uh, that is incorrect. Wrong. Maybe nobody ever watched Saturday Night Live. Now they did. Is what we're learning. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. What president did Dana Carvey parody on Saturday Night Live? Was he there Bill Clinton, there George W. Bush, or there Ronald Reagan? Uh, George Bush. That is correct. Right. Big J, do you remember Dana Carvey's catchphrase when he did the George W. Bush? Uh, let's see. Wouldn't be prudent. That's a good one. Not going to do it is also another one. Not, Not going to do it. So, Wouldn't be prudent. Good job. Uh, no big, new taxes. Oh, wait. Jay, uh, if you travel to France, what condiment will you find most likely on French fries there in France? Um, I'm going to go with mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is 100% correct. Right. The French like to have mayonnaise on their French fries, if it were. What was your name, sir? Jerry. Jerry, you're officially taking on Big J. We need to know uh, what game show did Colin Jost win during his college years? Colin Jost now, of course, married to uh, Scarlett Johansson and Saturday Night Live uh, alum himself. Did he win on Jeopardy on The Weakest Link or on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire before he was famous? Uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is incorrect, but a very good guess. But unfortunately, uh, I'm not sure if it was before that, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hello, The X. What's going on? Hey, what game show did Colin Jost win during his college years? Was it Jeopardy, The Weakest Link, or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Colin Jost. What was the first one? The first one was Jeopardy, The Weakest Link, or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? These are your choices. Jeopardy? Jeopardy is incorrect. Wrong. So now, by process of elimination, you should have it figured out which one of these game shows Colin Joe. You may not know who Colin Joe. Yeah, is. I don't think that that last guy did. <laughs> but he has done Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live for a very long time. Again, he's also married to Scarlett Johansson, which maybe. Through osmosis. You, you've stumped the Treasure you Valley here? Up, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe they don't care about Machine Head. Hello, the X. What's going on? Uh, and the answer is. The weakest link? There you go. Wait, right. wait a second. We're... Well, I mean, nobody's calling, so it's the uh, way it's going to work. Big Cowards! Uh, which classic rock band has a song called Bastille Day? Oh, man. Famous song called Bastille Day. Oh. Boy, boy, this is going to be uh, embarrassing. Um, Bastille Day. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go Skid Row. <laughs> Wrong. No. no. Uh, that is not correct. Is it Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, or Rush? Uh, Rush? There you go. Right. right. How come I didn't get options Bastille first? Day? Because uh, it's a music question. You work in the music business. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Ain't that the truth? Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll get you some machine head tickets. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We're talking lounge at the end of the universe happening next on the X Rock. And Big J, another awesome weekend at the lounge at the end of the universe. Lots of cool things going on, which is why it is time to visit with our friend Jan Adams from the lounge at the end of the universe. Good morning, Jan. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a really long time. I know. It's yeah. nice to see you. Yeah, well. we've been uh, busy, real busy down there um, and uh, and getting into holiday season and everything else. We're booking out parties and, and putting up uh, all kinds of cool entertainment and programs. Yeah, we talked last week about the uh, the big Halloween party that was going on there at the lounge at the end of the universe and uh, that kind of like Halloween-esque theme continues a little bit this weekend, right? Yes. So, um, we of course have uh, on Saturday our monthly installment of the Pun Slam, but uh, but uh, right after that, and if you come to the Pun Slam, you're of course welcome to stay because you're already there. Uh, we have a really awesome cabaret show, uh, and it, the theme is Nightmare Before Christmas. So this is something that we've started doing monthly because we have an incredible amount of talent in the Treasure Valley. Uh, these really wonderful Broadway singers, and if you've gone out to uh, even like the Vac or Stagecoach Theater, uh, where they do a lot of musicals. 
because a lot of these entertainers are performing in those shows and and they're really good. So we put together a showcase monthly and uh, and the singers pick a theme and they'll make a little video about the the songs that they're singing and then uh, just sing their hearts out and they're really amazing. So uh, so this month um, it's a Nightmare Before Christmas. So there'll be some music from that musical, but then there are also other sort of curated Broadway tunes or things that are uh, suited to their voices that might be radio songs, but but mostly Broadway style. So if that's something that you like, you get to see the just the incredible talent that we have. We usually have six or seven singers uh, on the show, and, and it's highly entertaining. And I get to play with the light board. So <laughs> that part's fun for me. Very cool. So you get a chance to, uh, and this seems like it's a regular ongoing kind of event, right, that you want to make bigger and better, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So so we'll, we'll try to build on it. Um, we're hopefully, uh, as we move along, adding live musicians to the show um, and uh, and then auditioning, you know, people that, like, if you're one of those karaoke singers that people are like, uh, I don't want to follow that person, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. That, then uh, we'll start opening some auditions to start discovering new talent as well, because that is something that we really love to do at the lounge. See, I mean, the lounge is just a place for the arts. I mean, if you have an art, there's something for you to do with the lounge. And that's what's really cool because people can be like, I want to see this sort of stuff. They've got a place to go do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and we're, we're always doing different kinds of things. Um, and, and in January, we are actually the first uh, in America to produce. Um, there's a rock opera version of Romeo and Juliet that was done, um, uh, composed and written in France. And then it's been produced in 25 different countries, and uh, and the the producer here in America, who's a wonderful woman, who's also from France, she ha- has been trying for a couple of years to find somebody just to say yes to it, and uh, and and were those people like we're like oh is it you know is it unusual and something that you know <laughs> did everyone else tell you no great yes then we're, then we're gonna do it awesome. so so yeah so we we really like to kind of stretch and and try things that people have never done before so so I think that's uh, that's part of that so that shows at nine o'clock uh, that's our nightmare before Christmas. Cabaret, uh, and then of course we have the Pun Slam, which mm-hmm. is at 7 p.m. right before that. And if you've never been to the Pun Slam, shame on you! First of all, absolutely <laughs> shame on you. You need to get there. It is so much fun. Um, it is uh, basically a, a anybody can sign up competition, um, and uh, it's 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 puns, it's wordplay, it's a lot of fun. The audience really gets into encouraging the people on stage. Uh, there are really funny puns. There are super gr- like there's nothing better in my my, like my experience than an entire just or like orchestral together audience groan <laughs> over over a pun where you're like oh yeah. like that, that like it's it's a, it's just a fun feeling <laughs> so so those happen too but but I mean. It, you really get to experience people's creativity and and they come at it from all angles. So you have people that will do like set up punchline with the pun and then you have people that'll just tell stories and all of the puns are interwoven in it. So it's interesting to see how people's brains work differently uh, around one topic, which is this wordplay. So if you're kind of a word nerd, then come on down. What time does that start on Saturday? So the doors for that are at six o'clock if you're gonna compete. So you'll show up early and then you draw a topic out of a hat and then you have until the show starts to write as many puns as you can. And uh, if you need help, there are people around that are like, hey, you know, including myself, I will be happy to like look at whatever it is and, and give you a little bit of help. But uh, and then 630 for the public. Um, and then the show starts at seven. Beautiful. And uh, if you want tickets or information on any of these events happening this weekend or even upcoming events, loungeboise.com is the place to go for these particular tickets. Jim, we, we've talked about how you've uh, done radio. You are a magician. You're a comedian. You've done a lot of different things. Are you going to get up there and start busting out some songs on Saturday night? Are we going to hear like Matchmaker from Fiddler from you up there? Oh, or what? Uh, you know what? My 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 favorite song to sing is uh, Somewhere That's Green from uh, Little Shop of Horrors okay. because it's so the opposite of my personality. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's like, I just want to live in a white picket fence. <laughs> but, uh, but that's a fun one for me. Uh, I will not be on this show, but no? I will be on a future show at some point. Uh, uh, when you're producing something and it's new, it's a little bit too much to also be in it, um, it's it's a lot of stress that way, and it and and it sort of takes away from being able to be objective and, and step back. Um, uh, it, so I, I try not to put too many hats on at once because then I just look like I'm in a Dr. Seuss book and they're all stacked <laughs> on top of each other, and uh, then it gets me off balance. But uh, I am um, starting to do a lot more magic regularly, and I had my birthday show a couple weeks ago, and uh, we had Minka there, who's an incredible band, um, and we incorporated the puppets, and we had uh, the Star Belly dancers come in and 
uh, danced to their live music, and then I, I did some magic tricks to it as well. Nice. So it was a, it was a, a big fun circus. That's cool. So so there's a if if you like weird stuff, then I mean just come to the lounge. We've always got something weird happening in the best way possible. Yes. Uh, so check out loungeboise.com for tickets, and of course you brought your friend Robert back in the I studio. I did. Hi, Robert Long. How are you? Good morning, Thank- Treasure Valley. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to see you again. You are a regular participant in the the Pun Slam, which uh, happens on a regular basis. Do you have a particular strategy when you go into these contests, or are you just trying to flex your muscles a little? Bit? I, I don't know if it's uh, strategy as much as it's process. Because the way I look at it, I, get, I draw my topic. Uh, I'm usually looking for one I haven't done before because they'll let me redraw if I've already done it. Okay. Uh, you actually get to draw t- two and then choose, and then I sit down for 15 minutes. I just list words that are associated with the topic, and then while I'm listing words, I'm looking for patterns subconsciously, like what connects to what, what am I going to turn into what, and how do those puns then connect to each other, and then I write an overarching narrative. That, so you're the story writer. So I'm underlining okay. every pun, crossing out the words on the list, uh, so I'm I'm writing how to perform it as I compose it and trying to... I did one that I was really proud of, that the topic was uh, weddings, and I ended up writing this Wild West showdown between an effete British gentleman and the grizzled (laughs) old town drunk uh, going, let's go out in the street and shoot it out. Uh And uh, that was one of my favorites that I've written. But that came from the process is how do these connect to each other and what kind of story emerges from the connections that I see. I did one that was, uh, it was diseases, and I ended up doing... um, Honey disease. Yeah, oh, it's great. It was. I was. I did a. Uh, it was an. It was the color commentator describing the upcoming sporting event. Um, like, like uh, there was a guy named Enza, and he came in just 24 hours before the event because influenza. Ah, okay, there and, you go. And you just strung them all together like that. It was like, here are the competitors, and here's how they break down. I wish I had, because I kept them all. I have them all at home in a notebook, so I wish I'd brought that in so I could give you some of it. Cause well, I mean, clearly you like to challenge yourself above and beyond what the ultimate challenge already is, but when you are preparing the puns, are you going for the laugh, or are you going for the the ultimate kind of cerebral connection? Are you going for the ooze and the groans in the audience, or is it whatever hits hits? You know, that's such a great question. <laughs> I love coming in here because you ask such incredible questions. No, uh, no, 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 I'm not I'm not buttering you up because <laughs> when I'm writing it, I'm like, well, this feels right, uh-huh. and this feels like this will land, but it's really the connections that you instinctively think are going to work uh-huh. and that's because they feel good to you so you're being true to yourself as an artist knowing that these pieces of work may connect to somebody uh and if a piece connects to every like i did one where i was trying to challenge myself and it was articles of clothing um and i hope i can get away with this one on the radio and instead of writing it ahead of time i went to challenge myself please throw the articles of clothing at me and uh-huh. i will come up with a pun on the spot and <laughs> And so oh, I went boy. through seven or eight, um, like five or six of which landed. And then somebody went, tidy whities And I said, well, we live in Idaho. And that <laughs> rocked the room. And I looked back to Danny and went, that was my button. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Mic drop. I'm not going to top yeah, that. That's smart. That is smart. Of course, Robert's been doing this for a while, and uh, he likes to participate as well. But one of the cool things about the Pun Slam is it, it, it's open for anybody. So even if you go out there to enjoy the show, that's fantastic. But you can participate to if you want to. No pressure, though, right? Yeah, there was a show uh, a couple months ago where they drafted two people out of the audience who had (laughs) never done it before, and they drafted them for the second round. Okay. So they had never done it before. They were hesitant to play the first round, and then they saw the first round and essentially went, yeah, we can do better than those guys. (laughs) (laughs) And they wrote it, and those two were the finalists, and everybody was going, what just happened? Yeah, that's great. So yeah, Um, whether people are helping you write, which is not, I mean, I've had a few people come up to me pre-show, post-show and go, hey, can you give me feedback on what I did? because you're the cheat code. I'm the cheat code. Yeah, yeah. No, I based on your process that you have and everything, I you're the cheat code. I would use you. Sweet. You're the you're like Michael Jordan in the nineties. 
for God, basketball. I get these great compliments. Yeah. I love. Come I gotta on, come here every week. Yeah, you week. need to be like at the prime of your powers. I gotta Don't come here every week, whether I got with. something to pitch or not, because this just feels good. <laughs> yeah, we're happy I'm, f- I'm 51. How can I be Jordan in the 90s? I'm. Pa- how can well, I be not, in my prime? It's pun, not basketball. Yeah, oh, physical sorry, and no. mental things are very yeah. different. But you're good at your job. That's funny because I feel like my mind is falling apart at this point. Welcome to the club. I don't remember things as well. Good morning, Treasure Valley. <laughs> Robert, if people yeah. want to follow you on social media, how do they do that? Oh, on Instagram, I'm at Improv Robert, but you'll see a whole lot of uh, comic books. Uh, if you go to YouTube, I think it's Shadow Angel 71, but you'll see a lot of Dead by Daylight game clips. <laughs> um, you can find Things in Company on Facebook. You're multifaceted. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of... I need to unify my social media so people can actually find me and, and know when I'm doing stuff. Uh, yeah, just search for me. I'll, come find me. And I'll keep pointed towards something at Improv Robert. Which one's your OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh, my OnlyFans is all feet. Okay, that's cool. That's and, cool. And none of the feet are mine. <laughs> well, now Thank it's kind creepy. But we do appreciate you coming in, Robert. And Jen, if people want to follow Lounge at the End of the Universe, how do they do that? Uh, okay, so you can go to Facebook and it's um, uh, uh, forward slash uh, LEU Boise. Uh, just you go to loungeboise.com. There's ways to sign up there. And we actually even have a phone number that you can uh, text and then you'll get updates of things that are happening. And sometimes we send out, uh, you know, ticket specials and stuff like that as well. But website's the best place. And then we're at um, at Lounge at the End of the Universe on Instagram because we wanted you to type all of that out without any typos. Good luck. Um, and uh, and it basically, say, it's usually Lounge Boise everywhere else. But if you go to the website, it'll connect you with everything else. And that is loungeboise.com. A great weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Hit them up and go check it out this weekend. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Robert, for coming. Real things that really happened. Really? It's Headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. What could go wrong like Breaking Bad and mistakes were made? What could go wrong? Guests sleeping at Sydney's Taranga Zoo did a new thing that they uh, introduced over the weekend called Roar and Snore Program. It was an opportunity for guests to come into the zoo and sleep with the lions, Big J. Huh? What could go wrong, right? They could get eaten. Yeah. Uh, the program had to be quickly evacuated after one of the lions escaped from their main enclosure. And they realized that they were wandering around among people and it could have gone bad really, really, really Wait, does that happen often? I do not know. Uh, this is the first time they offered it up, so maybe it gets out more than it lets people know. Or also they're like, man, there's, there's live prey out here, guys. Let's go. They said uh, they came running down to our tent area screaming, quote, there's a quote one. Get out of your tents. Leave your belongings behind. Run. Come with us. According to a couple of participants that were involved in the snore and roar promotion. They did breach the containment fence. They don't have exact details of how or what occurred, but they do know nobody was injured, animal or human, so that's the good news. But probably the last time they do the Roar and Snore event at the Sydney It's like a damn Jurassic Park thing, man. Code one? What the hell? I mean, also, like, does anybody have a dream that they want to sleep with lions? Like, is that a thing? Like, I just want to lay out on the on the, 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 the ground and sleep with lions. Yeah. What? Hey, maybe one will get out and come after us. <laughs> oh, that'd be the dream. I can finally do some hand-to-hand combat with a lion. What are we doing? Like Breaking Bad or mistakes were made? Mistakes were made. A popular TikToker known for performing stunts, including a lot of them involving golf, hit a hole-in-one, but maybe facing criminal charges as a result. Her name is Katie Sigmund. She has about 7 million followers on TikTok, and she made the mistake of hitting a golf ball into the Grand Canyon, but... She broke her club on the hit, and a piece of the club went into the Grand Canyon as well. What she did not know uh, at the time, and now very much does, is uh, it is illegal to throw anything into the Grand Canyon. Doesn't matter what it is, uh, because people are down there, animals are down there, and it's, it could be harmful to wildlife or to hikers that are down there doing stuff. And so the, the National Park official actually... Uh, commented on the video and was like, hey, do we really need to say don't hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon? But apparently she didn't know, but some who saw the video did and then ratted out that video to park officials. So she's been cited for misdemeanor charges of littering, creating a hazardous condition, and throwing objects over the canyon rim. Uh, all three of those are misdemeanor charges, Big J. She could be going to jail for her TikTok video. So a reminder, know about what you're supposed to do before you do it so you don't end up going to jail. 
Yeah, no kidding. That's a lesson for you. We'll wrap it up with like Breaking Bad. Remember uh, the Breaking Bad house down in New Mexico? Big J had to ask people to stop throwing pizza on top of it. Yeah. After they were trying to recreate a famous scene from a TV show. Well, fans of Harry Potter are doing the same thing. Apparently, uh, they're making people very upset because they want to pay respects to Dobby. 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 Dobby? What is Dobby? Explain this to me. Dobby was, uh, I mean, he was like a little, um, a little elf. What do socks that, have to do with him? Uh, in order for him to get his freedom, he had to be given a, uh, a, an item of clothing from his master. And it was a trick that Harry played on the main bad guy. Are socks involved in it in yes, any way? Okay. Yes, it was okay. the clothing was a sock. Okay, so. so what's happening is apparently the character uh, dies at West Beach. Yeah, that's very, right? very sad, yes. Uh, at Freshwater Beach, excuse me. And so fans have been going to this beach and leaving socks there as like a tribute to Dobie. Dobby. Dobby. Say his name sorry, right. I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought I was the second time, but clearly I'm not. But what's happening is those socks are interfering with wildlife. You see... Uh, and so they have had to put up a sign and like, hey, guys, we know what you're doing. You're trying to say hi to Dobby. Dobby. And they, but that's not okay because he's not real, number one. And number two, it's actually hurting real things that are here. So Potterheads, we love you. Please continue coming to the beach, but stop leaving socks on it. It's not good for the surrounding environment. So we'll see if they pay attention. Uh, you are safe to know that I will not be partaking in this event. I can't even say the dude's name right. So uh, stop leaving your socks behind. It's making fish choke. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Bad impressions next on The X. After with Nick and Big J. Treasure Valley Subaru is your sponsor for Bad Impressions. Uh, they you got an easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we got tickets for you. Machine Head coming to town next Thursday at the Rev Center. An evening with. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get you set up with those tickets. If you can figure out bad impressions here, I'm going to say two clues. All right. Want them for free? Now be the time to get on the horn. 208-287-1003 for this show next Thursday. Big J has prepared three clues for somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, you're going to Machine Head next week. Big J says it may only take you two. We'll see if you got the goods to figure out bad impressions today. Hello, the X. Hello? Hello? Listen to this. Okay, this is that. Hello, the X. How you doing, man? You're up first. Good luck. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. I was wrong! One is all it takes. Good job, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Machine Head tickets. What was Clue 2 and 3? Uh, won an Oscar for acting in Dallas Buyers Club and Contact, Reign of Fire, Sahara of Fool's Gold, just a few of my lesser-known movies. Nick and um, Matthew McConaughey. If you didn't know this, by the way, uh, he has teamed up uh, and got his own bourbon with uh, a Long Branch. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we talked about that, no. but uh, it's a, it's an award-winning bourbon created with uh, Matthew McConaughey and the makers of Wild Turkey. So while they've teamed up and done that, they're also offering up this really cool, I guess, uh, glamping situation at Walden Retreats, a retreat there in Texas uh, that uh, it seems like a fun thing to do. You go do a bunch of whiskey tasting and Texas things. Are you a bourbon fan? Yeah, I don't mind bourbon. Will you give it a shot? I don't think, well... What's it, it called, first of all? It's called Long Branch. Long Branch, Long okay. Branch. Um, yeah, I might give that a shot. Why not? You're not going to go glamping in Texas, but you may no. uh, see how Matthew McConaughey's It is right, side of, right side, outside of Austin, so that's not a bad thing. But, uh, you know, he's got nothing on the slate of stuff coming up, work, on yeah. IMDb. He's anyways. focused really on, like, uh, this book thing that he's been doing, and yeah. he wrote the book, and then he's been talking about the book, and he's been doing a lot of, like, speeches and stuff about the book. That appears to be his focus right now. Yeah, which is crazy. I guess good for him, as long as he's happy, right? And it's his birthday today, by oh, the way. Oh, happy birthday, Matthew McConaughey. Now yeah. you have to buy his bourbon. I have to. For his birthday present? That's right. It's like your little present to Matt. He'll never know. Morning After I'll with I'll tag Nick. him in uh, Instagram. <laughs> and Big J Perfect. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
is Beartooth, their latest Riptide, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to Jen and Robert from Lounge at the End of the Universe popping on by and talking about the cool goings-on this weekend out there. Had a chance to give away a couple pair of Machine Head tickets. That pattern will continue come Monday, and hopefully you had a chance to listen to us talk about why we should stop fighting each other over sex toys. It all feels fairly unnecessary to us. Reminder, tomorrow Big J is going to be up broadcasting live with the X this Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon at Expo Idaho. It's the event Idaho skiers and snowboarders look forward to every year. The ski swap is happening at Expo Idaho. If you want details, go to bbsef.org or join Big J out there this Saturday, tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon at Expo Idaho for the fun live broadcast. says here you're doing something called the spit swap at the ski swap. What does that mean? No, that's not true. That's not on that. I've seen that piece of paper. It's not there. I don't know. That's what it says. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, I don't know what kind of trouble I'm walking into at home here when I get home later because uh, the wife got just got home from a work trip and yesterday uh, Mason was like, "Hey, maybe we should start to put up uh, Christmas decorations." Yeah, said, no. Can't we? Wa- why can't we wait until Thanksgiving? Because they like Christmas, man. I'm like, ah, just we just got the house cleaned up from moving everything into <laughs> the other room, like just for once. You know you're not going to win this battle. I mean, I guarantee you she's probably out there dragging the boxes out right now. And Hopefully she's tired and wants to rest. She's got to work later. <laughs> oh, she'll want to get it all done before work. You know that. But good luck and Merry Christmas, Big J. Morning after with Nick and Big J. All I want. That is it for us. We will see you guys on Monday. Have a good one. Jason Drew's next. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.